Today's episode of the Ramp It Up podcast contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener's discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Ramp It Up podcast with your host, Ronel Sinuis. Are you ready to ramp it up? Ramp it up, Ew. Hey, yo, ramp it up, B. Girl up, ramp it up. Ramp it up. The Ramp It Up Podcast. Hey, you need to ramp it up. Ramp, ramp, ramp it up. Hello and welcome back for another episode of the Ramp It Up Podcast. I am your host and your favorite Zoe on Wheels Road now. I know what you're thinking. Three episodes in one month. How lucky are we? Well, yes. Yes, you are lucky. Uh, today is just a bonus episode, a little quick uh, recap. I told you guys last episode that I was on a trip in March from the 13th through the 16th. And as much fun as it was, it was not a vacation, it was not a family trip, but it was a business trip. Yeah, I'm kind of a big deal, pretty important. I was participating at, uh, I was participating in rather, the HIMSS 2022 Global Conference. Now, when I say HIMSS, I am not talking about the men's health company that sells like stuff for receding hairlines and sexual health and other things like that. But I am talking about HIMSS, H-I-M-S-S. What does that stand for, you ask? It is the Healthcare Information and Management Systems Society, a bit of a mouthful, global conference. It is held annually, and this year they were in Orlando, Florida, and I had the honor to represent the United Spinal Association, the Tech Access Group, at the HIMSS conference. I participated and a panel discussion about the patient experience and innovations in healthcare. And coming from the perspective of making sure that people like myself who deal with spinal cord injuries and the overall disability community aren't being left out of some of these innovations in healthcare. So it was a great experience. And I'm going to take a couple minutes now to talk to you guys about it. But I guess I should have said now. I said I'm going to take a couple minutes this episode to talk about it. But before we jump in, I have to give some shout outs. It's the month of March. So there are a lot of birthdays. Um, I do have to give uh, just a a quick word of memorial for a family member who passed. So stick around. Before we do that, of course, I have to invite you to follow the podcast. If you're not already doing so, subscribe. We are on all the major podcast platforms. You can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Amazon Music, we are on iHeartRadio, we are on pretty much all of them. If we're not on one, they are tripping. Hurry up, make it happen. But no, definitely follow us, subscribe to the podcast so you can know anytime new episodes are coming up. Please rate us, review us, hopefully five stars, hopefully to tell us how amazing we are. But I want to know you honestly, what do you think about the podcast? Share your opinions, your experiences, and if you have any stories or ideas, Share them either in our review section or you can email us at rampituppodcast at gmail.com. Again, our email is rampituppodcast at gmail.com. 
And if you're not following us on social media to see pictures and videos and some of our regular posts, go ahead and do so. Our Instagram is ramp.it.up.podcast or on Facebook, you can just search us Ramp It Up Podcast. We have a link tree with links from different interviews I've been a part of and just other information about the podcast. Make sure follow, like, share, review, the whole nine yards. Tell a friend. So before we jump into talking about the hymns conference, a couple quick shout outs first and foremost. Uh, this one's a bit on the more solemn side. Uh, earlier this month, uh, my family and I, we lost our uncle. Uh, my parent, my father's older brother, uncle, Pastor Dutier Sinoyus, born July 7th, 1947, the July baby. Like yours truly, passed away on March the 5th, 2022. And um, we memorialized him this weekend. His memorial services were held in Huntsville, Alabama. And I just want to say from the family, you know, we actually had got to spend the last two and a half years um, together. He's been living with us here in South Florida, better, warmer weather for him. And uh, we've enjoyed it, you know, getting time to spend with my uncle and getting closer to him and uh, just, you know, post injury, spending that time and having him pray for me and things like that. And seeing him and my dad squabble like young siblings all over again, it was it was a great experience. And unfortunately, while uh, visiting family in Alabama, he actually went to bury his uh, ex-wife in March and a week afterwards he had a stroke and passed away so well he had a stroke was in the hospital for a few weeks and unfortunately passed away so uh, our prayers to my cousins uh, Loeb, Cassia and Sepsi all in Alabama um, and of course to my other aunts and uncles who lost a brother most importantly my dad because he's here with us on a regular basis but our condolences go. Monok, we love you. Uh, my cousins, we love you guys. And the family's here to support you. But again, rest in peace to my dearest uncle, Pastor Dutier Sinoyus. On the lighter side, we're going to do some birthday shout outs. Birthday shout outs. March is the second most important month for my family, July being the most important because, you know, <laughs> Yours truly. About March, we have quite a few birthdays. We're going to start from the top. Hopefully, I don't miss anyone. Josiah, my nephew, uh, starting us off with our birthdays. Uh, then my brother-in-law, Jefferson. Uh, then we have my sister, Brunelle. Then my cousin, Martine. Then uh, the 26th is a double whammy to my goddaughter, Marcel, and my younger niece, Ava, both on March the 26th. And then we end out the month with my older brother, Junior, on March the 29th. So happy birthday to everybody in the month of March. Shout outs and blessings and uh, nothing but the happiest things in life to all of you guys. But until July, when the real ones have their birthdays. Today, we're going to jump right in. I don't have too much time on this episode, but we're talking about the hymns conference, the global conference 2022 that was held in Orlando, Florida. Now, first and foremost, shout out to the United Spinal for choosing me to represent them here in South Florida. I hope it wasn't just because I was the local guy, so it was easy to send me out there. But no, they've been great to one of our directors, AJ Asadi. Uh, she actually joined me in Orlando, and it was a great experience. She talked me into doing the event. This was important to me for 
two really big reasons. First and foremost, this was my first out-of-town trip post-injury. I have not been out of the Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach County, or Tri-County areas in five years, five years. And I've had trips planned to Georgia and New York, but they didn't happen for uh, several reasons. I am still a little terrified to fly at this point because of all the horror stories I've heard about traveling with a power wheelchair. But this was my actual first time making it happen. So it was a big deal for on that side. And on the second, outside of doing the podcast and other you know activities on Zoom, this was my first big speaking engagement. I haven't done one in a few years um, when I was still on the radio and I was hosting events and moderating events. So this was my first real big speaking engagement, especially because it was in person. Like there were people everywhere, y'all. I mean, being stuck in COVID has jacked us up. So being out and about and seeing hundreds of people, I'm sure it was thousands, but uh, hundreds of people at the very least in my vicinity was a big trip. So it was very exciting. Shout out again to AJ for, and you know, just the rest of the um, administration at United Spinal that decided I was the person they wanted to represent them. Uh, then after say a big uh, shout out to my coordinator, Aaron Taylor, who helped me put together the presentation, helped me uh, just encourage me and prepared me to speak in front of a group like that. Not to say I haven't done it, but it's been a long time and you know, you got to kind of get your confidence back. So shout out to Aaron who helped me prepare and wrote some great notes for me to uh, refresh myself on when it came time to um, do the actual speaking. Uh, shout out to my homeboy, Nick, who took some time out of his super busy schedule to help me drive up to Orlando. We drove, it's only four hours with the break from uh, Miami up to Orlando. And then shout out, of course, to my caregiver, Miss Chantel, who took time out and came with me. It is not easy going on road trips with a patient. She's married, got a kid, but she took time out to come with us. So Shout out to them for making it happen. And of course, my family who supported me uh, and gave me the words of encouragement to get me out there. So first and foremost, uh, I guess we'll talk about two parts of it. One, the actual trip, just being out of town, uh, the accessibility of everything while in Orlando. And then we'll talk about the conference itself. So the ride, if you are a wheelchair user, you know, being in a chair uh, tires your butt out. We are susceptible to get ulcers and wounds, and I am extremely susceptible because I had some really bad sacral wounds. Sacral is essentially their nice way of saying, like, right under your butt cheeks. Uh, but in 2017, I had two rounds of surgery to clear up some of the dead and damaged tissue. So I'm very susceptible to getting wounds pretty easily. Um, so being in a vehicle for four hours, not being able to weight shift the proper way, not being able to stretch out my legs and just dealing with the bumps and all the movement was a bit of a worry for us. So uh, I did my best to lean my chair back as much as I could while in the front seat, not making myself uh, be a liability to the passenger or the drivers or just to myself because uh, seatbelts are not that effective when you're leaned back. But it wasn't too bad. We made sure we took a break. Uh, I think one or two breaks just to make sure I was able to stretch out my legs a little bit and recline the chair. So it wasn't too bad. There was some fatigue. And once I got to uh, the hotel, I wanted to make sure I took a rest and got off the butt. So I wasn't in bad shape for the actual conference. So four hours wasn't too bad. 
uh, driving on me, maybe I'd be willing to do Tallahassee, which is closer to 10 hours, but that is a stretch. Um, as far as the hotel, so we stayed at the Fairfield Inn in uh, Orlando and wasn't the most accessible hotel. Again, this is my first time going out. So you just assume, hey, I just want the accessible room. Thankfully, AJ did some research. She got to the hotel a day before I did. So she inquired about the room that I was supposed to be in. And she was like, mm, it didn't look like there was enough space. So for those of you guys listening who may not know, for what is assumed to be an accessible bathroom, a wheelchair accessible bathroom, some of the more major areas they look at are, one, the toilet bowl is low enough for someone in a wheelchair to be able to physically transfer themselves onto the toilet bowl. If it's too high or too low, uh, it may cause the person to fall or just not be able to access the toilet at all. Also, handlebars. There should be a handlebar to the side of the toilet and on the wall directly behind the toilet. So the individual, if they have um, arm mobility or grip, can grip those areas to help assist in the transfer onto the toilet. Also, there needs to be enough space to maneuver an actual wheelchair in the toilet, uh, in the stall, in the whole bathroom, whatever it may be. So if you have to roll up to it or turn in any way, you should be able to um, mobilize or, you know, just maneuver your chair in a comfortable way without crashing into things. So the, um, also a shower. If you're in a room, you need to be able to access the shower. Some people use uh, the shower benches and to get into the shower, it's kind of difficult if you have a tub. So most accessible showers have the roll-in function, where it's just a standing shower, uh, no tub, no wall of any kind that would block entry into it, where your wheelchair or the commode chair can roll right in so the individual could either transfer onto the shower bench or just use their commode chair in the actual shower. The third item, what would you say? So that's the toilet bowl, the shower. I think that's about it. Of the, no, no, and of course, uh, maneuverability in the entire bathroom. If you can't get in and rotate around um, or find other handlebars that you could adjust yourself in, those things are some of the major areas of accessibility when it comes to the bathroom. Unfortunately, the trade-off is the room itself may not have as much space. And that was a problem for me. I went up there with my Hoyer lift to help move me in and out of my bed and into the chair. So uh, AJ had them change out the accessible uh, room for just a room that had more space so we could maneuver safely, which turned out to be way more important for me. A big downside we did not think of when it came to the Hoyer lift is uh, the lift kind of has to roll under the bed or under a chair so it can transfer me onto safely. Uh, the new surface I'm going to, the beds don't have like an under, it's like a solid wooden board, so it blocks. So we weren't able to roll the wheelchair, uh, not the wheelchair, but the Hoyer lift under the bed. So yeah, it was a bit of an issue. Uh, we had to kind of hood rig ourselves so uh, Miss Chantel and my boy Nick can help transfer me in and out of bed and into the chair. So we made it happen, but for those of you guys planning a trip or who have dealt with it and myself in the near future, I'm going to definitely ask for a room that has a bed where I can roll the wheels of my Hoya lift underneath. Otherwise, the room's cool. Hotel was good. Um, elevators kind of sucked. They were really small. There was not much space to 
maneuver. Uh, usually, most elevators I have space to drive into and then just turn around. So I'm facing the actual door. There was not that much maneuverability in their elevators. And plus, the doors closed really fast. They crashed into me like twice. So they could definitely work on their hotel uh, for accessibility needs. But that's what we're here to advocate for. But moving on, the conference. So I participated on Monday, which was our pre-conference day, where different uh, members of the healthcare community presented on different topics, whether it was their personal stories or stories about healthcare. Um, and my panel was about the patient experience as it comes to innovation in healthcare. I shared the stage with uh, three amazing individuals, uh, two of them being doctors, one PhD, one physician. Uh, she was a nurse who went and got her PhD and another individual who's just been working in healthcare for more than 20 years. I'll put their names in, in the episode notes. You guys can check them out yourselves if you're interested. But it was just a great conversation. First and foremost, they made me feel really um, welcome. And being that I don't have this long career, uh, first of all, let me, let me take that back. I don't have any career in healthcare. I've done some advocacy and I've done some volunteer work in a couple of organizations, but I don't consider that a career in healthcare. That's an advocacy. In. But they made me feel welcome, even though I wasn't in their field or I wasn't an expert in their field. They still really listened to my opinion as it came to a disability advocate. And, you know, we just talked about how the pandemic rushed a lot of the telehealth and digital options where it comes to healthcare. And as much as that has been a godsend, as much as that has been a way for individuals still to connect with their healthcare providers, it still leaves a gap when it comes to equity when it, uh, for individuals with disabilities. For one, I already told you guys, I have wound care issues when it comes to my um, ulcers that are on my butt. Every now and then, uh, they will flare up if I'm sitting too long or a couple weeks and I haven't been um, adjusting or turning properly in bed, I'll get a flare up and I need to be able to show my doctor. Well, I can't stand up or roll on my own to show them. So that's where a problem is. If I'm on a Zoom call or a telehealth call and my and my home health aide is not here with me, how can we roll and show the doctor, hey, look at my butt. This is where the wounds are. Normally, if we're in her office or at the hospital, they have nurses and my healthcare aide can assist me. Or if there's an actual physical that needs to be done, there are individuals who weren't able to go to the doctor for two years and haven't been weighed or had a, a direct physical. So there are some discrepancies when it comes to um, the individuals with complex healthcare issues and telehealth. And we we're just making sure that the patients aren't being ignored. There are other issues we talked about when it comes to hospital stays where patients who have disabilities and aren't able to advocate for themselves are being mistreated, unfortunately. Now, first and foremost, I always give credit to those working in healthcare that starts with my family members and the millions of others across the world who put their lives uh, in danger to help save others. And I'm very grateful. But unfortunately, there are times where they aren't putting in their 100% to take care of the patient or the patient is suffering or they're just super busy, especially with this pandemic where their numbers were cut down because of either illness or people who chose not to work or then people who were losing their jobs because of mandates. So pressure was put on those who were there and they weren't unable to provide the care that they needed. So yeah, I've been stuck in the lobby for six hours waiting for someone to come pay attention to me. Uh, I was recently in the hospital and 
there was no call bell for me to call for help when there was an issue. So I literally had to wait for someone to just be walking down the hall and be like, hey, hey, hey help, get someone to help me, please. So there are two sides to the coin. And we're just talking about what can we do to provide support to the healthcare workers so they can be at their best and provide the care for the individuals that need it. It was a great, great conversation. I hope we inspired not only those who are on the panel, but those who are attending to see what they can do in their individual um, jobs or individual careers or individual facilities to make sure healthcare was moving forward. I have a couple of videos. I'll be posting them on YouTube and I'll put a link in the episode notes. I'll make sure to post it on uh, social media as well so you guys can take a look at it. Um, there are some already up now, but just to do a whole thing, make sure you uh, follow up on our YouTube page as well. Um, the second day, oh, well, I'm sorry, let me backtrack. So the rest of that day, I just attended other panel, um, other discussions, and uh, we participated in like two interviews. And one thing I have to tell you guys, uh, those of you who are in your career or, you know, just past your 20s, like myself in my 30s, we don't do the clubbing scene anymore. We're probably not out partying till two, three in the morning like we used to when we were younger. Conferences, though, business conferences, that is the partying for people in their 30s and older. Man, these people know how to have fun after they get their work done. Once five, six o'clock rolls around and they're done with their conferences, these folks know how to enjoy themselves. They drink, they eat, they party. Some of them go to these conferences all around the world three, four, five times throughout the year, every year, and they have a good time. And I have to say they treated us well. We went to dinner to some really fancy restaurants. We had to eat with your pinky out. We had some great uh, drinks, and it was just a cool atmosphere. Everyone was really open and, uh, you know, just enjoyed the networking and socializing aspect of it. You could tell some of them were tired of being stuck at home, so it was cool. Uh, Tuesday, again, we went, this time it was more of the expo where we just got to interact with different companies and businesses and find out about what innovations they have coming up in healthcare. Uh, I did an actual interview for the Hims TV, I'm trying to find that link for you guys. Once I find it, I'll share it on our socials as well. But we went to dinner again and just uh, actually got to meet some folks from the United Spinal Chapter in Orlando. And they were just really cool to get to know. And, and it's just, I, I guess it's, a way to connect is one thing when we connected through zoom and met people from across the world and uh, the, this country in particular who had spinal cord injuries but it was a different thing when you meet them in person you get to talk to them and you're rubbing elbows and seeing that you know they're going through what you're going through but they're also striving and surviving and doing great so i'm, I'm really optimistic about the future of healthcare and the space for individuals with disability and just advocacy work and i will never refer to myself as an advocate but without individuals like myself who are not afraid to speak up, who are loud and take time to read about some of these, uh, some of the issues and inequalities and inequities in healthcare, a lot won't get done. And I have to be grateful to all those who've done so before me. And if I can help in any way, I'm going to continue to do so. I'm going to continue to voice myself through the podcast here, um, through Tech Talks, which is every second Thursday of the month from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. Link is also in our show notes and just the other work I can do out uh, with through United Spinal and through my own endeavors and just everyone else out there who are 
fighting for advocacy, not only for individuals with disabilities, for minority groups, for the elderly, for homeless people, for immigrants, everyone who deserves, and everyone deserves, let me say it this way, everyone deserves access to healthcare. Unfortunately, it costs money and through policy and capitalism and other issues that are out there that are out of my direct control. It isn't easy for these individuals to receive their health care, but we're working. We're working each and every day to make sure it is available and we can get to a point where everyone can reach it and receive it as they should. So, that being said, I had a great time at Hims. I look forward to maybe another year when we participate in Hims or just any other conferences. I'll definitely be looking forward to another speaking engagement. But follow our Instagram page if you want to check out some of the pictures. I'll put some of the links up once I get all the videos. So look out for those to get updates as we go along. But that's it for the, today's bonus episode. I hope it wasn't too long. Hit us up on our socials. Follow, subscribe. You guys know the deal. But until then, have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Connect with the podcast on social media. Check out our Instagram page at ramp dot it dot up dot podcast or email us at wrap it up podcast at gmail.com until next time